the energy. Yes, sir. The victory. Yes, sir. The offensive rookie of the year. Yes, sir. The defensive rookie of the year. Yes, sir. The head coach of the year. Yes, Maybe sir. The all of that came into play, leading the Houston Texans to a 10 and 7 season and their first playoff berth. Yes, sir. Oh, my goodness. Cody, it's been a while since I said this. Start. Eat the dogs. You are locked on Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, 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 Texans fans, Locked On Texans listeners and viewers to this Sunday episode mm. of the Locked On Texans podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, your playoff team, your rookie of the year, CJ Straw, your franchise quarterback, a part of the Locked On Podcast, your team every day. I am your Texans football analyst, John some sports got Hickman, and on the other side of the screen, the man with the plan behind this team since the offseason, since mm. the highs and the lows and the lows and the highs, Texas Credential Media member, Sports Illustrated's own, Cody Davis. We are talking about one thing and one thing only, guys, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. is the Houston Texans clinching a playoff berth with their win over the Indianapolis Colts. Saturday night, prime time for the whole world, America, to see. Before we talk about that, I got to tell you guys about FanDuel. Today's episode is brought, brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks in your pocket if your team wins. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Uh, to visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started today. And if you are as lucky, if you're feeling lucky, if you're feeling like why not? You, if you're feeling like don't matter who's in front of you, you can run through a brick wall. Mm. Like, 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 like if D'Amico Ryans was your head coach and that brick wall was in a <laughs> tunnel and he's waiting on his players to run through it after a victory. Well, let's listen, let's 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 start this show off like this. And Cody, I'm gonna hand it over to you. Mm. Look at how the game went, how it was a perfect setup for this franchise quarterback because they do not win without C.J. Stroud really going out there in prime time and making the plays that he made throughout the game, yes. But the last offensive possession for the Houston Texans which led to a uh, ended in the Kaimi Fairbairn missed field goal. And I know everybody in Houston was kind of like gripping their chest. But he was flawless on that drive. And when I say flawless, I mean perfect. Mm-hmm. It was nine for nine. Nico Collins, perfect weapon and receiver for, for CJ Stroud, who, by the way, was the only weapon and receiver, weapon receiver for CJ Stroud in the offense Saturday night. They go out there and they put on a master class performance. Great throw after great throw. Great mm-hmm. catch after great catch. We saw C.J. Stroud in primetime show the entire world why this team will be different 
in the future. 10 to 7, Cody take it over. They won a won against the Indianapolis Colts, clinched the playoffs. There, there's so much we could talk about right now. The emotions are running high, but we cannot start this show without highlighting the phenomenal masterclass mm. performance. Mm. I mean, from the very first play of 75 yard TD to Nico Collins, who we also got to give love to. Those two young men came out there for Houston and with all of the doubters, with all of the naysayers, with everything that they had to go through, they put on a masterclass performance. Nico Collins, nine catches, 195 yards, and the TD on a day. Um, let me start off by saying this is going to be a completely different recap show. To be honest right. with you guys, we don't even know where this show is going to go. But I, I, I do want to start off by, by saying this, John. Um, my, 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 my cousin Everett, I was talking to him on the phone. He's big supporter of the show, really big Texan fan. He's been doing a lot of reading, doing a lot of listening, listening to us, 16 and all those things. And throughout all this, throughout the previous week, everybody, fans, reporters, everybody was breaking down. How can the Houston Texans win this game on the road week 18 in Indy? And my cousin ever says something that struck that stuck with me. He said, it doesn't matter what happens. It's going to come down to the Texans having CJ Stroud and the Indianapolis Colts do not. And that's exactly what happened. And I, I want to mention this and I'm trying my hardest to contain my emotions, but it's hard. <laughs> John, this game, was the best example of how the Houston Texans got to this position to begin with. Because Man. I remember at the start of the year, you are right. A lot of people, including myself, four to six wins. I understand you also had them possibility of them winning the division and making the playoffs. Don't type of Prediction was very far and in between. But I remember everybody said, you know, if the Texans do make the playoffs, it has to be one of those Cinderella runs where everything is perfect, no injuries. You know, the coaching staff is beyond phenomenal. The mm -hmm. the, the your, your rookie quarterback is beyond phenomenal. Like, mm -hmm. We had so many questions at the start of the year. It was like everything had to be perfect. And outside of C.J. Stroud being phenomenal, yeah. everything <laughs> regarding the Houston Texans in 2023 was not perfect, especially with the injuries. John, I'm not even going to lie to you, John. Listen, as the viewers, I started doubting the Texans to win this game after we got word like two hours before kickoff, right. that Robert Woods was going to be inactive for this game due to an injury. Let's put this in perspective. This was a team fighting for their playoff chances with Tank Dale, Noah Brown, and Robert Woods out, which means you only had Nico Collins as your top-tier only reliable receiver. John, mm -hmm. what did I say on Friday's show? Somebody is going to ha have to help Nico Collins. He cannot do it all by himself. Remember, I said that. Nobody did. And 
Look what happened. The man, for the second time this season, came close to recording over 200 receiving yards. Remember a couple weeks ago, he finished with a career high with a buck 92. Saturday night, he had a buck 95. I'm sorry, John, but like this is one of those moments, whether you're a fan, reporter, whatever the case might be, it is hard to put into words watching this version of the Texans because, once again, this game alone, adversity after versus How many penalties yeah. they had? Like 12 penalties for like 70, 80-something yards? And those penalties were coming in crucial moments, like the uh, uh, fourth and short penalty false start on Laramie Tunsil. I think there was a third and short penalty false start on Laramie Tunsil. He had two. Your Pro Bowl left tackle had that. Right, and, and it was very, un, you know, I'm not going to say it was uncharacteristic of Larry Tunsil because it is, but it was very uh, – for, for Laramie to have those moments in a close, crucial, very important game, it's just kind of boneheaded. But the Texans, again, like to your point, <laughs> prevailed, right? And also when you look at Houston and the adversity, okay, the adversity of not being able to run the ball and Bobby Slowick forcing the run – at various times throughout that game. Oh, my God. Only rushed for 60 yards on the day, uh, 2.1 yards per carry. Devin Singletary did find the end zone, which was good, which gave Houston the lead uh, in that game. But they did not have the run, su- the, the run support offensively, and they didn't have the run support defensively. I mean, Jonathan Taylor rushed for almost 200 yards. The Indianapolis Coast, as a team, ran for 227. Right, mm. so you you look at how that's playing against them. Houston, uncharacteristic of themselves, they have been a top three run defense in the NFL and all, all, all season. Right, I think the last time they were a bad team stopping a run, I believe they took on the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, right? and by the way, before this game, to put this in perspective, before this game. The, the 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 only running back that came close to even reaching 100 before this game was um, Travis Etienne doing a week three victory that the Texans had against the Jacksonville Jaguars. He finished the game with 88 yards. So you look at you look at Jonathan Taylor having a monster performance. Zach Moss ran the ball well for the Indianapolis Colts. You talk about adversity. Adversity was on both sides, but. You know, in CJ's immediately after the game, he gave thanks and honor to God, right? He talked about, mm-hmm. you know, just how he was putting in this position and how, you know, the naysayers in the league doubted the Houston Texans and this franchise. They have a leader at that quarterback position. They have a not a test taker, they got a baller at that quarterback position. In that final offensive drive, we saw this Texan team against the ropes. Against the ropes because they were up three at that point. At that point, mm-hmm. no, that, the game was tied at no, that point. Tied, 17, tied 17. At that point. But the momentum was in Indy's favor. Indy came out in that second half. They couldn't do anything to contain Jonathan Taylor, mm. and you saw the energy switch from Houston over to Indy. And with guys in his face, made the play. Uh, would have him having to make you know make something out of nothing because the. The pocket is breaking down and throwing it to in the area only a receiver can go get it. Mm-hmm. CJ made the play. Uh, that dart, which ended up in a horse collar that Nico Collins caught, that was an amazing pass simply because 
He did not get a chance to really set his feet and step into that throw. That was all off a back foot laser to Nico Collins. CJ wanted them the game, plain and simple. And, and I don't think we will talk about this at some point throughout the week. I don't think play caller was necessarily as helpful as you'd no. want it to be. No, it wasn't. We'll talk more about the Texans clinching the playoff uh, with a victory over the Indianapolis Coast. Guys, I apologize. Normally, we're much more structured <laughs> with the emotion right now. It's 11.55 p.m. We had 11, to. <laughs> it's, it's midnight. We're doing this for the fans because you guys deserve it just as much as the players. And, and I mean, was the guys that stuck through the Deshaun Watson, the, hmm. love you, the David Cullies, the Love You Smith, the, all of the bad, you got some good. We'll talk about more. Well, let's talk about the defense when we come back. But first, it is the start of the new year. Every small business and all small business owners asking themselves each and every day the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. Boy. I know that's right. Ain't that right, Texans fans? Mm. If you're a Texan fan, you know how important it is. If you're a Texans fan that is also a small business owner, you know how important that is. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes the best makes it the best place to hire qualified candidates. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy that, in fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Victory Sunday episode <laughs> of Locked On Texans. Your Houston Texans are officially in the 2023 postseason. John, in the first half, I say this game was the best example of how the Houston Texans season has went. On the defensive side of the ball, man, let me just say this. Everybody was upset that the only quote-unquote pro bowler that the Houston Texans have as of right now is Laramie Tunsil. But you had six guys being named to the alternate team. But there's one guy I felt, whether he was named up front or as an alternate, he should have been recognized. And that guy was Blake Cashman, one of the best defensive players that the Houston Texans have had, not just in Saturday night's game, but throughout this whole entire season. Blake Cashman, arguably if not the best linebacker for the Houston Texans, finished this game with a team-high 13 tackles. You take Blake Cashman away from this team, the Houston Texans probably fall short in this game, and the Houston Texans will probably fall short in several games throughout this season because Saturday's game marked the fourth time that he finished the game with 10 or more tackles shout out to blake cashman a guy who has been tearing it up since day one of training camp without a shadow of a doubt a career season 
Man, you know who I think was the defensive player of the game? Who was that? Well, I already know. Oh, man. <laughs> no, seriously. Christian Harris from start to finish. And, mm -hmm. and remember, you know, here's what made Christian Harris' performance and the performance of this defense all together. You know, heading into this game, we, we looked at the defense and we said, well, they're going to be, you know, pretty dominant against the run. It's going to be the secondary and the passing defense, which which has been inconsistently inconsistent for the most part of the year and pretty much bad for the most part of the year. Indy was able to come in and run the ball on Houston, but what I think really helped the Texans contain that offense, they were not able to make any big plays down the field mm -hmm. in the passing game. Alec Pierce uh, for Indy, I think he's averaging, I want to say, around 15, 16 yards per catch for Indy, and he had big big plays the first time against the Texans. I don't think he caught a pass uh, Saturday night. Um, Michael Pittman was held in check for Indy. As I'm looking at the numbers right now, Pittman only five catches for 44 yards. Alec Pierce, four targets, zero catches. He was a non-factor. And so for the defense, the secondary, I think that two things happened. Number one, they did do a good job of taking away some of those deep shots. Um, and number two, I also looked at Gardner Minshew. He was off with Mo Ali Cox on the sideline. He pumped fake and got behind Steven Nelson. But for the most part, I think Gardner Minshew was just kind of scared to put the ball out there. But I don't want to take away from the job the secondary did. Back to Christian Harris in their first game. Uh, not the first game, but well, in their first game, we saw the linebackers have trouble going up against the Indianapolis Coast team, right? Ooh, I saw a lot of those, you know, the crossing routes. They had issues with being able to contain them uh, through the middle. But when I saw out of Christian Harris, who ended the game with 12 tackles, had a sack, the only sack for Houston, he just was everywhere on the field at the right time making plays. He was fast, but he was in control. Uh, he was able to break down and make plays. And Christian Harris, I think, was the – impact player for Houston's defense. Uh, I, I didn't see a lot of impact plays from the D tackles. Uh, Khalil Davis did have a good day, by the way, man. My in, guy. His, in, in his time, Khalil Davis made some plays. The D line wasn't as impactful as we've seen them be in the, you know, in the past couple of games. They went up against a better offensive line than what they've had mm -hmm. against the Titans. I understand that. But overall, when I look at that game and I come away and I say to myself, Man, Christian Harris, he ended the regular season off in a complete 180 the way he started this regular season. Mm -hmm. And I'd also like to say, man, did he have what we like to call now in sports Twitter, sports social media, did he have a legacy game? No, he did not. But Jalen Petrie, I think, played well. Uh, he had a couple of missed tackles, but when he was around that line of scrimmage, he was able to make plays for the Houston Texans defensively. Again, guys, I think right now Cody and I, we're just operating off of energy, off, off emotion, energy. <laughs> so we are everywhere. But defensively, yes, they gave up 200 yards on the ground. And that is something that we Johnson have to talk Taylor, about. 188. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. But in that first half, they held Gardner Minshew. I want to say 3.3 yards. 
per throw, per pass. Well, a complete non-factor. And for the game, for the game, they held this coast offense to 5.3 yards per pass. Hmm. Only 133 passing yards. Also, defensively, you want to talk about giving your offense a shot to win the game? One of 11 on third downs. And that one third down came late in the fourth quarter. But one of 11 on third downs. This defense gave their team everything that they possibly could, everything that they possibly could, excuse me, to win the game. They gave the offense every shot. They did a very good job of bending and not breaking. Uh, this was a great performance from the secondary. They got to clean it up, up up front because of the run defense. But, but, but my goodness, did they do a very good job, I think so, in taking away the deep plays in the air. Really quick before moving on, John, what was that number that you just gave the um, yards per pass that they gave up? It was 5.3. 5.3? For the game, it was 5.3. In the first the half, game. I think it was like 3.3 or maybe 2.7. Okay. I, I just want to want to highlight this really quick. All throughout last week, D'Amico, CJ, Matt Burt, um, Bobby Slowick, even um, Frank Ross, Nico, I think, who else we talked to? We, we talked to a lot of players, Brevin Jordan. And the one thing that everybody always kept saying was that this team is much better than it was when they lost to Indy in week two. That is the perfect example to show how much this team grew because – even though they allow, well, would you say for the game it was 5.3, but mm-hmm. in the first half it was what, like 3.1 or somewhere along those lines? Something like that. It was it was something abysmal, basically. And I want to clarify, they limited the deep shot plays down the field, not the deep plays. I'm sorry. Week two for the entire game, they gave up seven yards per pass in week two, which they lost. I just wanted to throw that to show an example of how much this team has grown since that week two loss. Before we move on, I'll definitely want to tell you guys about our sponsor for today's show, FanDuel. The NFL season is wrapping up, and for a lot of Texan fans, it's not wrapping for, up for them. in a great way. Oh, they got to hey, listen. The regular season may be wrapping up, but they still got a lot of more football left to play, right? Hmm. Still some time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. All you got to do is place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is easy to use, and, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel America's official partner for the NFL. As we close out today's episode of the Locked On Texan podcast, I, you know, first and foremost, guys, we will be cleaner. I, I, I don't even <laughs> think, like, I, I think right now, Cody and I, we're just really tired. And then we're I'm not really tired. I'm just hyped. Injuries. Yeah, I think, really. I think that's really what it is. Like, it's 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 
the energy right now is crazy. You look at Nico Collins, the third Texan in, in Texans franchise history receiver to have a 1,200 yards in the season. Hmm. Uh, the Texans also recorded their 46 sack on the season, setting a new franchise record, which mm. is crazy because on three different occasions, didn't JJ have like 20 sacks? Yeah, about So what so. was everybody else doing? <laughs> right? Um, I, I just want to – I want to leave with this, honestly. For the McNairs, if you don't take anything away from this season, it's never too late to do the right thing, hmm. right? And, and when I say that, think about if they would have stuck with some of the bad decisions that were made in the past four years. Four-year span, if they would have stuck with those bad decisions, you would not have this moment. If you would have stuck with Jack Easterby, you wouldn't have some of these players that you were able to bring in in free agency because you wouldn't have been able to land D'Amico Ryans, right? If you would have stayed with some of the bad decisions. So what I want to say is it's never too late. And for the McNairs, for Cal, for Hannah, for – Nick Serio and his team, the you know, the front office, for everything that went wrong since the 24 to nothing lead, mm, mm, mm. for everything that has went down the drain, for the fans, for the players, for the franchise, the moment is yours. Yes, sir. And I also want to say this, Cal and Hannah, if you run across this show, Nick. Of all the talking heads in the city of Houston, <laughs> there was one guy that came on this show and believed because of the offseason moves and decisions that were made and because a quarterback, the right quarterback, was drafted, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the best quarterback in franchise history oh. <laughs> was drafted the moment it's for everybody that stayed down for the come up. This was a phenomenal, mm. phenomenal season. Someone to call it a Cinderella season, but for a Cinderella season to happen, you need to find where the slip was. And Cinderella was was a stepchild, and nobody wanted to play with her. You can call it that, but the moment CJ Stroud walked into that building, mm. that Cinderella talk went out the door. You found somebody that was a legit winner. You found somebody that was a legit baller. And the next time somebody asks you about a quarterback taking a test, you show them CJ. Yes, sir. You show them CJ. <laughs> Texans fans, city of Houston, the moment is yours. The playoffs is yours. Man. Now, Tennessee, y'all owe us one. Go ahead and knock off the Jags. So the Texans can win the AFC South. 
Or you can win, and instead of playing the Browns, they'll take on the Kansas City Chiefs, and I think that may be a better matchup. So yeah, I was just about to say, I think I want Kansas City, man. I think that's what def- this will definitely Ooh. be a full Ooh. circle moment for this franchise. But, uh, um, I agree that agree with everything that you just said, man. But you know, you know me, man. I, I got a couple relationships with you know the players and, and and stuff, man. You know, been around this team, been around this coaching staff. You know, ever since day one, ever since they hired. Um, Coach Miko Ryan, so almost a full 365 days ago. But the one thing I do want to say, man, from the listeners, um, Texans fans in general, man, I'm just so happy for you guys because as a reporter who it. has literally s- covered not one but two rebuilds here in the city of Houston with the Rockets and the Texans and, you know, interacting with fans, man, with Rockets fans, you know, when they started all that whining and complaining, I used to be like, y'all, let it go, man. Y'all had eight, nine, ten years with James Harden. He brought y'all as far as y'all can, and it was time for a rebuild. But as a reporter, watching the hurt and the pain from the Texans fans, and with the Texans, this wasn't no normal rebuild. After they blew that lead, I'm talking about everything just blew up. And I'm like, I, I, and look, and I know I haven't been around too many rebuilds and too many teams and all this other stuff, but I can honestly say I don't think you can name 10 rebuilds in sports history that was more demanding, not that, that was more damaging, hurtful, and just shocking and, and sometimes demonic given what was going on than everything that the, this franchise had to deal with. And to see them turn everything around, man, look, I'm happy for the players and coaching staff, like I said, but more importantly, man, I am happy for the real yeah. Texans fans, the ones that stuck with them through thick and thin, and even the ones that say, you know what, I can't take no more. I just got to take a break from this organization, man. This win is for you guys, man, and once again, just thank you for rocking with us with another season. That's plain and simple. And now we all marching in the playoffs together, man, so Shout out to the 2023 Houston Texans. John, this is not a Cinderella season because the best part about all this is this is still year one. And now I'm starting to get a sense that the Texans are about to get scary good. I also want to give you guys a paint a picture. So at times this year, I would say, hey, I don't think this is a rebuilding year for Houston. Mm -hmm. I would say that this was a building year for Houston. And a lot of people would, would reference the New York Giants from last year, right? And I say this is the difference between what the Giants did, which ultimately I think led to their demise this year, compared to what the Texans in the situations they're in right now. The Giants had to pay Daniel Jones. The Giants had to pay a lot of big court uh, contracts. The Texans are in a building year, and the next year, your quarterback, still on the rookie deal. <laughs> your X-factor on a receiver, Tank Dale, I mean, on offense, your receiver, Tank Dale, rookie deal. Christian Harris, he's going to be in his third year, not commanding a contract. You got a lot of money in, in that you can play with in free agency. This is a building year to set you guys up for next year and to have a playoff berth in your building year that's crazy, get ready for man. fun times. Oh my get ready gosh. for fun times. <laughs> thank you for listening to this Sunday episode. If this is your first time, thank you. Make sure you show mm. your pastor because it's Sunday. If you're a returning <laughs> listener, show your favorite deacon, right? Give it to him, slide it to him. You know, he gives my phone under the Bible, whatever you gotta do. But make sure that you subscribe, like, and comment. 
to the Locked On Texas podcast on YouTube. Uh, follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. I don't know about y'all, but I'm about to go to sleep. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Once again, the Houston Texans are in the playoffs. Now the next question should be, how far can they go? Matchups matter. Yes, it do. Matchups yes, matter. Yes, it do. Until Monday? Monday, whenever. Whenever. Not whenever. Until Monday, ladies and gentlemen. Peace.